Hi there. Welcome to In Here. I'm your host, Alex Tashiro. This is a podcast all about exploring consciousness. This week's guest is Olivia Fridas, who's an experienced lucid dreamer, uh, astral traveler, and experiencer of out-of-body experiences. Please uh, follow, subscribe, like, rate, comment, whatever you can do on whatever uh, platform you're on just to help uh, help us get some more people listening. Uh, it's some stuff that I definitely want to share with people and I think could be really opening. And uh, yeah, if you have the time, help us out. Appreciate it. Um, all right, let's get into it. This is my conversation with Olivia Fridas. Enjoy. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about um, first. Let's talk terms, actually, too, because I never know sure. what to call it. Do you prefer like astral projection or out of body experience, or there's a different? Um, there a different I term? prefer out of body experience, and then specifically astral travel. Astral? Tra- why astral travel over um, projection? Because I think projection, or how I learned it um, at the retreat I was staying at in Guatemala, mm-hmm. um, was at astral projection is like you're in the out-of-body state and you're kind of like, or like you're in the state of about to leave your body and like you're able to, and then you pers- like you project where you want to go kind of like in your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. And then you almost like travel as if you're looking through a telescope through the place, like to the place you want to go. And then astral travel is like you're traveling from your physical body outside of it. And like right. you feel that separation and instead of going like through the telescope to where you're like projecting to be, it's like, to me, astral travel is like, um, like you're like you feel from inside the body to outside of the body instead of kind right. of like. I feel like astral projection can also. I don't know. There's so much overlap. It's hard to right, but because they're all terms for something that's not super definable necessarily. Yeah. But you're kind of drawing the line of like astral travels where you feel yourself in your body mm-hmm. and you feel yourself exit your body into your immediate space. And then astral right. projection more is you exit into perhaps a space that's very distant. Exactly. Almost instantaneously. Yeah. Have you done things that you would call both things? Have you had experiences that, that would fall in both categories? I think in terms of astral travel or like I've done more of or it's more it's easier to know when that happens. Right. But then astral projection or like what I would call astral projection, I think it was more like I was already dreaming and Mm -hmm. then I felt like I was having out of body from the dream. Mm -hmm. There's one specific one where I remember I was like, I was in this dream where I was in this train car Mm -hmm. and we were going pretty fast in the train car. And then I was like, oh my God, this is a dream. Right. And so I was lucid. And then I was like, I know that I can have an out of body from a dream. I'm going to try it. And then I like flew through the like like roof of the train yeah and then it was like i was in like blackness like empty space and then i saw like distant light but not like a light at the end of the tunnel but just like light as if like you're in space you're like oh maybe that's like a a light nebula up there or something Uh and i went that way but it was like i was blind kind of yeah and then i got there and there was like all these different doors 
and but like a courtyard and i like asked him and i was like hey i'm in the astral right now right and they're like yeah it's like yeah. and you're real dream, dream or uh, you asked some people that you saw yeah some people that i saw i was like you're not i was like you're real you're not like a dream person like no i'm also here i'm also out of body oh and i was like whoa and i was like even though i was from a dream and they're like mm-hmm and then I was looking at the doors and it was like all different like dream experiences I could have. Mm-hmm. I think one was like a jungle and one was something else. I was like, this is so weird. And yeah. then right as I was about to like go through one of the doors, I don't remember if I either like woke up or just went fully into another dream and then like lost that kind of consciousness. Right. That's really, so you didn't wind up going through any of the doors in that world. I, think I remember like about to walk through one and then I don't remember anything after that. Right. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. And so that to you felt like it might have been some kind of astral projection to some kind of astral plane, perhaps? Right. I think, yeah. well, I think every time we dream, we're on the astral plane, but it's just a matter of if you're aware of it or not. Right. That's really interesting. And not necessarily like, like you're, like everyone in your dream is like also out of body on the astral plane. I think there's dream characters and then there's like, can also be like, Right. Real people or spirits or not, or like entities that aren't necessarily from your own consciousness. But I think when you're out of body, it's a lot less likely to come in contact with your own dream characters. I think it's more likely it's like real things. Right. That's really interesting. Maybe we should, um, why don't we talk about um, lucid dreams uh, kind of from the beginning a little bit to sure. kind of introduce people to maybe this kind of dream field that we're talking about yes, let's and do get that. some some like concrete ideas around that. Well, as, as, as concrete as they can <laughs> as be, I guess. As they can be. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about uh, lucid dreams. What, mm-hmm. Can you tell me about the first time you had a lucid dream? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the specific first one, but ever since I was little, I... I've been lucid dreaming and I didn't know it was wow. called lucid dreaming. Right. It just was like, I know that I'm dreaming in my dreams. And I would like run around and like, um, like pull people's pants down in my, in their, <laughs> their pants down in their, in their dreams. Or I'd be like, I know this is a dream. I can do anything I want. And my big thing I was doing is like, yeah. okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm at school. Right? I was always at school a lot of the time. I was like, yeah. I'm at school. I can just take off my clothes. Yeah. And then I can walk around naked. Yeah. And, um, and so I would do that. But then mm-hmm. I remember this one very specific dream where I was like, I'm going to take off my clothes. I'm going to walk around naked. Mm-hmm. But I was really scared because I was like, they're going to remember because I know I'm dreaming. And this is my like dream logic. So it's always skewed. I was like, yeah, I know I'm dreaming and I'm going to remember this when I wake up. Uh-huh. So and they're in my dream. So when they wake up, they're going to remember this, too. Oh. And they're going to know that I was naked. Right. And so then in that dream, I was like, I can't walk around naked. They're going to know when they wake up, too, just like I will. Yeah. Did you have that uh, that idea for a while or did that? No, that was just that, that one dream. Just that one dream you mm-hmm. had that feeling. And then when I woke up, I was like, that's stupid. It was my dream. <laughs> that wasn't their right. dream. And then I was mad that I didn't get to walk around naked. Right. Yeah. Well, well, that is interesting though, right? Because you were kind of mentioning, right? Do you think perhaps there is some spillover that some of them may have been in uh, dreaming a similar dream or something like that? Or or did that feel like it's more like your own personal zone? I think, I think for like during those, it really felt like it was just really my own thing and then even if there was spillover like in terms of like co-dreaming mm-hmm. i think they like if they had a similar dream of like oh that's weird like that girl was walking around naked right in my dream yeah, yeah. in my dream they wouldn't be like and that actually happened right so even right. in that case i don't know if it would matter too much yeah but yeah i started yeah lucid dreaming when i was little and i've always loved dreams um and i remember 
like maybe two years ago, I was looking through this journal that mm-hmm. I would like had for my seventh grade. It was like memoirs of seventh grade that they had us do. Yeah. And one of the prompts was like something I love more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. And then you like write like a, a couple paragraphs about that. And I was like reading through all of these and I saw that I was like, I love dreams more than anything in the world. Wow. And then I like wrote like a little like poem essay about how I loved dreams. And I yeah. just like was so interesting to see that it's always been like a part of my life ever since I was so young. Yeah. What do you, what do you think it is about dream? I mean, they're, ma- they're marvelous. It's hard mm-hmm. to say, but what do you think it is about dreams that really attracted you at that age? I don't, I think it's like, cause I didn't purposely do the lucid dream. It just like, you just started to be, it's become just happened aware. on its own. Right. And what I, when I was at the, the retreat in Guatemala, which the mm-hmm. pyramids is what it was called. Um, I like had this like channeling with the leader of the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And then she told me that like in my last life, I was like very, like at the end of my life, very elderly. I found like lucid dreaming and these like out of body experience stuff. And then I knew that I needed an entire lifetime to devote um, to the like the studies interesting and that that lifetime is this lifetime wow and that's like why i'm like here in this lifetime is to like study yeah. this kind of stuff you said uh, a channeling what is what is that like what is that uh experience like it was really it, it was pretty crazy yeah. <laughs> and um it's like like walked so the whole place was like called the pyramids and everything was uh-huh. pyramid shaped and this is in like guatemala yes yeah, it was in guatemala cool and um and uh, San Marcos cool and like on this like very magical lake mm-hmm. uh, like a Titlan and then it was um yeah it, like the channeling was like in this like go down these stairs and then through this little tunnel and then you mm-hmm. walk up the stairs and you're like through the floor of the pyramid and, like you open the bottom of the pyramid whoa and then they're like in it and they're, like they close and you're completely like, and this is like a giant stone pyramid it's, it was wood it's wood mm-hmm. oh interesting okay and it's four sides so I don't know if that's technically a pyramid but like four you know slanted sides and then so but it's still three. kind of like a like a triangle yeah, altogether. Yeah, pyramid. And then there's windows at the top. Yeah. And um and then uh she was like sitting across from me in in all white and Whoa. um was like uh, like asking I don't know if she asked me questions or asked her she was like, Why are, what do you want to know? And I was like, mm-hmm. I wanna know like what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And then um she like just started kind of like talking really fast and some was in Spanish and then she would translate it. And then, wow. Is she almost like a, like a seer or like an Oracle kind of figure in that, in that way? Is she, did, she channeling, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's something. Yeah, yeah. She, there's like a couple different spirits that she like channels with. Cool. And, oh, I love it. um, I have my notebook I could grab from the channeling if you, yeah, if you like about that. Sure. Also, I don't know. Yeah. 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 If, if you feel okay. like it, that sounds cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in it for sure. Cool. So we grabbed the uh, the channeling notebook, which mm-hmm. is pretty exciting. So this is we're kind of talking about um, an experience Olivia had in Guatemala, mm-hmm. climbing up through a pyramid and and then doing this channeling stuff. Um, and yeah, this is so these are some of the notes. Yeah. So it was like she was talking really fast, so all my notes are like scribbled really quick just to cool. go along with what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. So and then I later rewrote them in in words that I could read easier to look back on easier I feel that for sure (laughs) um but the part about the past life is that in a past life I was part of like a metaphysic esoteric school Mm -hmm. and 
And um, in the last part of my life, I was sick and needed help in sickness. So I developed the astral travel capacity. And I realized that I needed my whole life to study um, to study that. That's really fascinating. And it didn't actually say if it was um, if it was last like my most recent one or like if it was some other. I don't know like how many which lifetime, but at some past life, I realized I needed a whole lifetime. Right. So. That's really interesting. And so, yeah. and so have you been feeling like you've kind of been exploring that with a lot of your, your time here in this lifetime? Is this the one that you, that you're going for it in? I in think, I mean, I think it makes sense because, yeah, because, um, cause I started, yeah, doing it so naturally. And then also right. I have pretty chronic insomnia, right? which kind of led me to, um, cause I started lucid dreaming naturally mm-hmm. and then the, the, like not being able to sleep made me like do so much like deep diving into what sleep even was and how to do it better. Yeah. And that led me to reading about like out of body experiences and astral projection and astral travel and, and kind of like, um, so I think it's like things just lined up in that way where it's just like, it could be this, this lifetime. And then also I think like right after this experience in Guatemala, I like anytime I wasn't working on my dreams and like actively doing that, I felt so like down on myself. Like I'm, oh, I'm not fulfilling my life's mission. Right. Like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so I'm failing. Right. If I'm not doing it. Like sure. if I do like, if I'm like going out with friends or if I'm like, there's a part of my life where I'm like focusing on stuff more in the physical reality and not my dreams that I'm like, right. Not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I think that can be, that can be so interesting. Right. It can also be tricky to, to think sometimes I think that like, cause I, I've spent a lot of time also like searching for like, what is my purpose? What do I do? What mm-hmm. is the exact thing that I do? And like, forget about all the other things, um, while I do or whatever. And, um, and I think sometimes it can be just, it can be tricky cause I don't know if that words can necessarily like hold like the purpose of someone's whole life or that right. like those meanings and purposes could be many and scattered and, and, and confusing, I think too, at the same time. Yeah. But that is really fascinating. But you do you then do you? But you feel some kind of special connection to to those activities and and yeah, and in particular those. Yeah, it feels like when people talk about, it, I'm like, oh, that's my thing. Like that's what I do. And right, I feel like amongst I don't know, like friends and just my life, it's like I'm the dream person. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah, and then um, I don't know. I used to when I was younger be like maybe when I was like 18 because I was 18 when this like after this experience I was very much like this is my mission. I'm very like. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, like people would like ask me about like interpreting their dreams. I'm like, that's not what it's about. And like, I'm beyond this. And that's right. like, I, that's like not what I want to be doing. I don't want to be like too good for anything. Like it's, there's something right. to learn in all of experiences and it doesn't. Yeah. So I think I've, I've gone away from being like, you know, I need to be like super strict with this and kind of like, and I, before I was like, how am I supposed to follow this as my like life mission? Right. If like, it's not like a, like a normal career path. I can't like Google like <laughs> jobs and lucid dreaming and, right. and I'm not like a science person. So I can't like, yeah. I mean, I, I could, you know, get into the science of it, but that's not really where I find myself finding interest in. Yeah. Um, and so I used to be like, I don't like, if I don't find it, like if I know this as a career, then I'm like going against my life path and I'm wasting my lifetime. Right. But now it's, I'm kind of the approach of like, if I'm like, I'll be led that way if I like I will. Yeah. If I like I'm supposed to, and then I can make steps to go that way myself. Cause I don't, I don't think it's, you know, it's not, things don't necessarily just happen for you and they can, but there's, I think you also have to put work in. And then I know yeah. 
that like it's already been happening naturally and I can right. like l- like allow space for other things and like right my, now in my life I'm not writing down my dreams normally right um and I think like before I would be like pretty feel guilty about that mm-hmm. and I think um just like allowing like growth in other aspects of your life can open up more growth in that aspect too yeah yeah completely completely for sure i feel like giving it a little space like that can be so um can be so important i also feel like i have that same uh link that like whatever i'm passionate about and pursuing needs to be the way that i make money because Mm -hmm. in our society it's like kind of the focal point of like who are you is how you make money is what your job is is what your your career what do you do um, but I think that some people too have talked about, like, there's a lot of interesting ways to, to make money, you know, from some kind of job that you do. And then to also pursue your passion in a way where it can be a little more free and enlivened. And I know even some artists will like kind of prefer a path like that. There's all kinds of arguments, both directions on mm-hmm. that too, because then there are even people that would say that like, that's more pure and beautiful to pursue it without this kind of like attachment of money to it. Right. But also that, um, that if you feel called to make art, and especially art that might be healing for other people that if you don't make some effort to share it with people that you're kind of mm. missing out on an opportunity to to put your gift somewhere further too right and so i think um that's just a really interesting kind of uh kind of thing to balance have you had any um any thoughts of those kind of like middle zones or like jumping off points or anything like that that's that's come to mind yeah i, I was thinking about and i've been thinking about a lot lately of um like writing everything, like my experiences and ideas and um, like knowledge that I have it about it, like into a book and kind of including that with my art and. Um, yeah. Yeah. And kind of that like sounds mixing. incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And and I don't know if that's necessarily like career because I don't I don't consider myself like necessarily a writer. And so I, like, I don't know if I'd want to, you know, like there's the path of like like the Robert Wagner path of like instructional right. Lucid Dreaming books, which I think is amazing. Um, he wrote Lucid Dreaming, which was our class, our yes. book for a class we took, Consciousness, Dreams, and Beliefs, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and actually, when I was talking to him after he came into our class, yeah, I asked him how I would get into the field professionally. Yeah. And he said, like, kind of the way to go is to come up with your own, like, um, method to be lucid or to be, like, to get out of body. Yeah. And then, like, to kind of, like, not like sell, but like explain that to other people and have like yeah. a new revolutionary way to like go out of body or be lucid. And then like, that's like the, I don't know, like Olivia method or something. And that's right. how you get into that field. That's cool. That yeah. sounds really cool. Can we, can we do a couple things here then? Yeah. I have a, a couple ideas. First, I have this uh, color changing light mm-hmm. that I just, I like it and you can do a dimness. Would you like, you can pick a color on it. Sure. So I'm going to get it to a little color changing mode and this will just be the Olivia <laughs> color for today. Let me see here. That's the one. That's the color. That's the color? Uh-huh. Thanks for doing that. Appreciate it. So now we got ourselves, it's kind of a pale blue lavender, mm. lavender cusp light. And under this <laughs> pale blue lavender light, um, we would love to hear the oh, current no. uh, draft area of the Olivia uh, out-of-body experience technique or just how could people start to kind of uh, play around with it too perhaps okay. we can start there yeah let's start there because I don't have my own Olivia Olivia method yet you don't I have haven't the patent? 
No, I have. I don't haven't patented. Patented. Yeah, I haven't because I've, and I like I'll say only because in my eyes I'd like a lot more, but I've only yeah. had maybe like twelve to like twenty out of body experiences sure. that I could like specifically remember. Yeah, because maybe you know maybe you don't always know. And, you know, they say you can be out of body a lot more times than you know, or right. even like every night we could be in. Yeah. So I'm not right. sure about that, but like what I would consider like astral travel or astral projection, maybe like 12 to 20 times. Right. Um. So I haven't like, I don't know, done it enough to like, you know, play around with making my own method yet. That's something yeah. I hope to do in the future. Cool. But from what I know and what works for me is like, it's... I would say like for, for very beginners to start with lucid dreaming. And cool. that is like, I think like the easiest step into it. Yeah. And then even more beginner than that is, um, to start with, um, writing down your dreams. So you're, so you're familiar right. with it. And that would be like step number one. Um, or like dream checks, which, which you know about too. Yeah, yeah, we know about dream checks. Uh -huh. So uh, we'll, we can start with, yeah, like the, the fundamentals, I guess, mm -hmm. right? We can kind of see if we can lay them out. So like, yeah, writing down your dreams. If you feel like you never remember your dreams, um, or if you feel like you remember your dreams a lot, that's good. And so that's another place. But writing it down too, it just kind of opens this relationship of kind of like, if you think of... You can almost think of your dreams as some kind of an entity that you're communicating with. Mm -hmm. And you think of you can think of being like, well, I'm listening when I'm dreaming. I'm interested in, yeah. in, in what my dreams have to say. Like an access point to like your subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of you're welcoming the subconscious thoughts. Mm -hmm. You're like, if you want, you know, some of those to pop up into daily life more than they are, you know, we can we can open the channel, I think. And I think right. we can communicate to ourselves by doing something like writing it down our dreams. Yeah. And I think also yeah. something else fu uh, fundamental that's important to mention is. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't dream or right. like, I never dream. Yes, that it, yeah. And it's like almost everybody dreams every single night. Yeah. And that's like there's like uh, exceptions like on certain medication or yeah. uh, even from smoking weed, you can like have less dreams if yeah. you're high. But um, yeah, everyone like except I think there's like 3% of the population doesn't dream. Wow. Yeah. Um, because of some like scientific or like, right some, condition yeah but yeah like, everyone dreams pretty yeah. much yeah every night everyone yeah every single every night. night it's an average of five right here yeah yeah which is depending very on fascinating. The, the time that you sleep of course of, right like how long depending you sleep. how long you sleep but but that's but that's around a lot of people think they don't dream at all right yeah yeah, which is really interesting. So, so first of all, you do dream. Mm -hmm. So, congratulations! You're, <laughs> you're already there, <laughs> yeah, and you're more creative than you thought already. Mm -hmm. You're making dreams every night. Um, and if you want to peek into the dream uh, dream door a little longer, a uh, great way to start is by writing in your journal. Mm -hmm. And then, and then once you've kind of started doing that, oh, and the best way to write in your journal yeah. is right when you wake up. Right. And if you have trouble remembering your dreams, it's really good to first of all keep your eyes closed right when you wake up, like. Oh, and then that's like cool. and then try and move as little as possible so if you're one of those people right. who like wake up hears their alarm and then just like jumps out of bed and starts the day you're gonna lose those dreams a lot faster right but if you're like like getting yourself like slowly out of the dream state and then you try to remember every single detail of the dream you can before yeah. you open your eyes yeah and that'll help you like remember more yeah and then the first thing you want to do is like write the title of the dream or like you I mean, you don't have to do that, but that's good to right. kind of like, if you kind of forget as you're writing, you can refer to the title yeah. to remember more. Um, 
And that's no, that's, a good way to write them down. That's huge. I want to like first, as we're talking about this too, I want to address a big thing for mm-hmm. me and that I think might be a big thing for everybody is like, especially waking up, I don't want to do any of that. Mm-hmm. I want to do zero, zero percent of that. I don't want to do it. But we had a class where we had this expectation and this was for mm-hmm. me at least kind of where I, I had, I had followed it a little bit just cause I was interested, but where I kind of kicked into it is I had to do a few for class. Um, and, and the thing that I found when I did it is, is often I wouldn't, when I, it was that morning I'd writing down the dream, mm-hmm. I go, what am I even writing down? This is a ton of nonsense. Like that part is kind of cool maybe, but like most of this is like, oh, I'm, I'm wasting time with this one. Right. Almost every dream as I'm writing it, I'm like, well, this one's fine. Some of them feel good, but, but usually I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. But going back and looking at my dreams and like comparing it with like, what is going on in my life and mm. like the things I might be trying to communicate to myself and um and just the worlds and the and the imagery that I have inside of me that I don't realize or or that I access while I sleep either way is um it's a lot it's a lot of beauty it's a lot of like movies that I'm making for myself that I'm just like not mm. making the effort to go see uh all the time or like pay attention to and so like, I would just say like, if there's something that can make you start doing it, and especially if you can start doing any piece of it, like something, I think is a really good, you can start to like chip your way in. Cause I know something like this is like, even you're just saying, right? Like it's, it's hard for us. We right. love dreams and still I don't always write down my dreams. Yeah. And, um, and, and the titles too is a very cool thing too right. to get into. Um, because you can also, it'll give you another, it's another way for your subconscious to communicate about the dream too, Mm -hmm. is titles are always a little detached from something, but also like really illuminated often. So I love, I love the thought of a good title. Okay. So we've been writing down our dreams for a Mm -hmm. while, right? And at that point, maybe you're starting to have some better recall. Oh, with writing down dreams too. Like I know myself, I also lack, incredibly lack motivation in the morning. Mm -hmm. So when I have like a good dream or even like, I'm like, I don't even know what that dream was. Yeah. I might want to know about that later. Sometimes I just pull up my phone and I turn on voice memos and then I just explain my dream. I've done some. And then listening back is really funny because it's like really groggy voice. Just like, oh, (laughs) a fish was walking by. Yeah. But then like, yeah, like looking back on the dreams later on can really... Yeah, like show you so much that right. like I've had the dreams where I'm like that was absolutely nothing, and then two days later I look back and I'm like, oh my god, that yes. was incredible. Like I needed to know that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, the thing that I think is like it's hard to for sure say any of this, but 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 I I just think to think that we're having dreams and that there's not something being communicated in there is even like in a hyper rationalist view of the world, mm-hmm. very silly to think that that's some evolutionary fluff <laughs> that, that, that even if you believe in very strict, like, you know, things that are measurable, which is, which is, you know, honestly all that's measurable. So that makes sense. Um, but, but, but thinking of stuff from a really practical point of view, like our minds wouldn't do that just for, we, some, there's a, the idea that it's just junk, that we're just, it's our brain is, is, uh, busying itself while we sleep, but that doesn't, none of our body is superfluous in that way. It all has some kind of function. There's a purpose. And so, so, so even then just open your mind to the purpose of what could my dreams be for? And I'm not saying I know what they're for. Yeah. They could be for anything. Your dreams, someone specifically could be for something unique, Mm -hmm. some unique kind of communication. There was, um, in, in the book that we were reading, there was examples of like, um, the guy making the periodic table, like finished it in a dream. (laughs) Mendeleev had some dream where like all the elements fell together. And then he was like, that's it. That's the periodic table and all kinds of creative people, um, have found a lot of different things in their dreams. But just the thought that there's even, if you want to measure things in like 
external material value. There's material value to be mined out of your dreams as well. So that's another just a cool reason to explore it. Yeah. And then dreaming is like 33% of your life you're dreaming. And so if you don't do any work with your dreams, you're missing out on a third of your life. Right. That's really <laughs> Where you're just like, that part of my life doesn't matter. Yeah. And like, if you think of that, like with your waking life, like what if like a third of your life, you're just like, I don't even need that. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes my life gets to that point too. It does. <laughs> That's when it's it not absolutely, ideal. Yeah, yeah, mine too. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Okay, so at this point, people mm-hmm. have done the, uh, the backbreaking labor of, of writing down their dreams sure. and they're remembering more dreams, right? So yeah. you're remembering a few dreams, like, you know, regularly, and then you want to start lucid dreaming, mm-hmm. right? And, and this can also, you can jump into this at any point. Yeah. This is just a general idea of, um, of basic to advance. Perhaps. Right. Yeah, I feel like you don't ever remember dreams. You can start, that's how you can start. But then if you do yeah. already and you don't want to write down your dreams, you can start Yeah. Yeah. with what we... We learned as dream checks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. T- tell us about uh, the dream checks. Olivia taught me these actually, and I've been <laughs> doing them since to get some. Yeah. Yeah, there's some great dream checks. There's like, I would say an infinite amount of dream checks that you can do. And I've heard yeah. of some crazy ones, and then there's some really easy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so the point of dream checks is you're it, like observing physical reality as mm-hmm. if it were a dream. Right. Because when you're dreaming, you like, you know, you, like how you become lucid is mm-hmm. from observing your surroundings and being like, this could be a dream. Right. And then you look into it to see if it is, because if like, if you don't look into it and do this dream check, which is mm-hmm. like usually a physical thing you can do, because um, like dream, um, like, you know, gravity and that kind of stuff is different in, in dream physics. And, yeah. Dream physics. Thank oh, you. Oh, right, right. Yeah, dream, dream physics, physics is different. Yeah. Um, then there's like, different like rules in your dreams right. so but like if you so i'm kind of jumping around here because there's swimming yeah. in my mind but yeah, um, yeah. no no take it take a dip we're, we're f- yeah <laughs> take a dip <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so if you if you don't observe your dream or like mm-hmm. if you have that thought in your dreams like this could be a dream right and then your initial instinct is just gonna be no it's not a dream yeah. And then you go back to it. Yeah. But that is a form of lucidity. There's different steps of lucidity. Right. So like the first step is being like, is this a dream? No. Yes. And then like maybe the second step is like, is this a dream? Let me see. No, it's not a dream. Right. And then there's like more steps from there. But a dream mm-hmm. check is in that moment, you're like, is this a dream? Yeah. You can do a check. And something I really like to do is you take your thumb mm-hmm. and then you touch your pinky finger, your ring finger your middle finger and your pointer finger and you do that on both hands at the same time and you do that uh, like kind of quick as you know as quick as you can and that's like a test of coordination and in your dream when you try and do that and i've tried to do this in in my dreams it's just like all over the place and you're like right and you can't do it yeah and then i've had my my fingers get (laughs) swirly is how i describe my pinky Mm. will kind of just wrap around my other (laughs) finger or something like that they just get they're bendy they're like wavy like spaghetti sometimes yeah Yeah, it's like it's very strange and and something i should mention is like when you're doing this in your dream it feels ridiculous like it'd be like if we were sitting here now we're talking i'm like let me do this dream check whatever i know i'm not dreaming and then like i'm sure i'm awake and then i do it i'm like wait yeah yeah Wait, so th- that's what? that's the thing that i think people don't mm-hmm. understand about the the difference of this experience and just the importance of checking your own reality mm-hmm. is that um is that we could be here right like it's hard to we're in a room right now and we could be here in the room doing the podcast you right. could be sitting where you're sitting 
and you could literally go. This is the experience. You're listening to this podcast mm -hmm. because our dreams are can be very complex. So I'm talking yeah. to you in your dream right now and you go, am I dreaming? Right. Okay. So check. And then sometimes it's so weird. You go, oh, I am. And you thought you were not. And yeah. you thought it was like, it's like <laughs> when you're in real life and you think it's you're insane. in real life. It's just like that. Like I've been, yeah. I've been like, um, like talking to someone, hanging out with someone. Yeah. And then I was like, I was talking about dreams in my dreams and mm -hmm. explaining it. And then I was like, and then you do a dream check. And then I showed them. And one of my, like the dream check that works for me personally really well yeah. is I plug my nose. Yeah. And then while my nose is plugged, I try and breathe through my nose. Yeah. And obviously in physical reality, if you try it now, you can't. No. You obviously can't do that. But in your yeah. dreams, you can. Yeah. And so I've been, I've done that. And then I was like, and then you just do this. And then I, and then I showed them. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> wait. And I tried it again. I was like, Oh my God, this is a dream. Whoa, you were teaching someone how to, how to do, do lucid dreams them, in it. I was like, this is, I was like, so then That's I was like, see, wild. and this is a dream. And I was like, wait, I don't need to explain this. I'm going to go and do my thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. totally. And That's, oh my gosh. That's it was, yeah. So it's like, it's wild when it happens. And so yeah. it feels really silly when you're doing it in real yes. life. Yeah, totally. It's like, I know this isn't a dream, but like. Yes. So other other options for dream checks is you can touch something physical. Like right now we're sitting at a table. So yeah. I touch the table with both hands and I feel like this is solid. Yeah. And then I don't feel like the vibration of it. I can't put like, I don't know. I've never been able to put my hand through objects in my dreams, but like some, I don't, it could happen. Something else in your dreams is if you're, there's people around you, you can look at, um, like this is a really easy thing to do when you're in physical reality or you assume you are. Yeah. Is you watch people walk by and look yeah. at their feet. And if their feet are touching the ground, it's very likely you're not dreaming. Because um, when you're dreaming, people actually float above the ground. Right. And I've had an experience where I was like running on a pier. Yeah. Like, um, like on a dock away from people. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, like running. And then I was like, oh, like I don't want to be running anymore. Like, yeah. And then I looked down and my feet weren't touching the ground. I was like, Oh, like, this is this is great. I don't have to run anymore. Yeah, you were just you just floating <laughs> yeah, around. I was like, I'm just gonna stop running. This isn't real. Yeah. Or this isn't. Yeah. There's no threat. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, there's always. I think dream checks is hard because a lot of times when I do dream checks and when you're in the habit of it, it's easy to be yeah. like, like tap 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 on the fingers. No, not dreaming. And then if you get in that habit, that's what you're gonna do in your dreams. Tap tap tap. Not dreaming. But yeah. if you look at your hands and you examine them, you're like, okay, am I dreaming? Let me tap each finger. Let me look. Let me touch this table. Physical. Okay, if this were a dream, like, you know, right. and then another, if you want to do like the logic route, not physical, you can say like a really good one is where was I um, like three steps before this? Right. So yeah. right, like right now, it's like we're at the table right now. Before this, I was... Um, I was at in the kitchen um, sure. doing some food stuff and then I was yeah. on the balcony and then before that I was coming here in the car. Yeah. And in your dream, you don't know how you got places. You just show up. Right. Or the last thing is like you were on a volcano or you're right. in a diner or yeah. something like that. You're like, wait, I was just on the volcano and you're like, no, wait. <laughs> like <laughs> Or something, you know, yeah, totally. And then there's That's... it goes to really extreme ways with dream checks of I've, at the retreat I was at, I heard of someone who he would jump everywhere instead of walking. He would just jump. Right. And because like, <laughs> like when he was awake, he would just, he would just, oh, he would hop everywhere. Weird. Because when he was dreaming, he, when he hopped, then he would like get extra air and be like really bouncy. 
And so he would literally jump everywhere he went. He'd hop everywhere he went? Everywhere he went, he would jump. And this was like during the retreat, so I think it's a lot easier to do that. Was he good at it? Was he like nimble or did he like... Because sometimes if I hop, I'm like falling. Is he like... It wasn't on one foot, I don't think. I think it's just jumping. Oh, just on both feet? Just jumping? Just jumping. That's maybe really healthy for you. Yeah. Jumping is supposed to be good for you. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. Maybe he, yeah. Also an exercise tip. This is a good exercise. (laughs) Just jump everywhere you go. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, so you can do... There's really like... Also, if you're talking to people, look at their Mm. mouths. And in the dream, like people's mouths don't move. It's like telepathic. Right. um, When they're talking. That's interesting. Um, or you can like check the check the time, look away, check the time again. It's usually a different time. Yeah, that's a really good one. I've, I've had yeah. good luck with that one because the numbers and the numbers won't always be numbers. Sometimes it'll just be different symbols. One time I looked back at a clock and it was just the like infinity sign <laughs> and like different lines. And I that one I was in my car mm. and I looked back at the clock in my car and I was it was there and uh, and then I realized that the party I was at was like some crazy weird warehouse that didn't make any sense but anyway <laughs> I but then I, I it, a fun moment in a car too when you're like lucid dreaming is I'm like I'm gonna back up this car real fast because who cares I'm in a dream mm-hmm. but I'm like pretty sure I'm in a dream yeah, you like I'm really like know. you never feel like you're for sure for sure. I mean like some some dreams I yeah. do but um but even so there's a part of it, it's really that's the that's the general um like non-lucidity of it is I get drawn into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get really drawn into it. A great thing um, with this stuff too is that there's a lot of parallels in that to like a lot of uh, ideas about Buddhism is that like that's sort of the nature of life as well is that we kind of like some of the concept is that we're in, it's like a big game that we're in or it's, it's, it's illusory. So it's real, but it's um, so perception based and perceptually influenced that mm-hmm. the world that we interact with is, um, Don, you like to use the word squishy. It, it's it's <laughs> looser than you might think. Um, and if you become attached to things in an ever-changing world, that's um, how you get like swept up on, swept up in it and you start to believe that what's happening to you is, is what's happening for sure and that there's nothing um, loose about it. And um, and dreams, I think, can, can have a similar thing where you can start to get attached to the dreams, um, like the storyline. And that can be a way that Absolutely. can draw draw you away from lucidity, yeah. right? Yeah. And even when you're lucid or like I've been lucid, like that goes back to the different levels of lucidity of like right. there's the level of lucidity where like, oh, I'm lucid. I can do like this is a dream. Mm-hmm. And so like I've had like a thing where I think there was like these like animals kind of attacking me a little bit. Whoa. Um, like in this like in like a living room of somewhere I was. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a dream. Great. Right. I can... I can fight these animals easier because now I can like communicate with them. Right. And that's like one level of lucidity where I'm like, or like once I was chasing this, this girl around, like flying around, like trying to like catch her in my dream. Uh And I was like, Oh, this is a dream. I can like catch her so much easier. Mm -hmm. And so now I can like fly to, to like, instead of like walk, I can like zoom over. Right. And that is like one step below kind of like, Oh, this is a dream. I don't need to follow this dream plot like this yeah and sometimes it is valuable there's something in the dream plot to learn yeah and then sometimes it's just kind of like kerfuffleness and it's not like um yeah. maybe necessary to be a part of it and then you can do other things or ask your dream questions or right yeah. oh my gosh there's so much i want to ask you that area like i feel like it's so <laughs> expansive yeah as you can start to interact with the dreams in different ways that you see fit right which is not really i don't think i've gotten to a place where i've been lucid and it's been calm enough for me to like really like explore in that way. I've definitely flown around. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. Yeah. Can Let's we talk, talk about, about flying? flying. Yeah, 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 yeah. When's the first time? When did you fly at first? 
I always, I've always flown in my dreams. You've always flown in your dreams. I didn't know that people couldn't when I was younger. And I, and I remember when I was younger, the way that I would fly, I like can feel it in my body. How I do it is like, I, (laughs) I I wish I could show this on the podcast easier, but like I flap my, my, um, my legs really fast, kind of like, like into each other. Um, and then, and then like move my arms really fast and I start to like, like hover and uh-huh. then I'm like in the sky and then I would always like I wouldn't I'd be really scared to fly on my stomach uh-huh. and like facing forward so I'd like kind of fly like floating like almost standing up yeah. that way but then I read this book later on which was like a lucid some lucid dream book and I'm sorry I don't remember the name but um sure it was they like, had a chapter on flying methods mm-hmm. and then I read like oh this is how you fly faster this is how you like can land easier. Oh, that's cool. And then I learned that a really fun way to fly fast is this of like you are like in the you're in the air and then yeah. you can put your hands forward like Superman kind of does. Yeah. And like on your stomach you can like push really hard and you can go like a lot faster. That's how I fly. That's yeah. how I've flown uh just like that though. Not to necessarily speed up, but that's how I've done it. And and I've also found that I sometimes I do that a lot and I will, and I'll fall on my stomach too. Mm. Like it doesn't always work. Yeah. And I've tried different things. Like I tried jumping out a window one time to make sure that I would fly Mm -hmm. and that didn't work that time. But I've also had other times where, where that kind of thing I've taken off that way too. Of just even just like laying on the the ground on my, and putting my hands forward (laughs) and then like trying to take off from there. It's just, I didn't know the only way that it occurs to me at the time but that's so interesting i remember having a lot of dreams when i was younger where i'd be lucid and i'd be in the hallways of my elementary school yeah and i would be like around all these people and I'd be like hey like to uh, tap my friend like check yeah. this out watch yeah. and then i would fly and then cool. and then they'd be like okay and i'm like do you not see how i'm flying right now do you see yeah. like look at like look up at me i'm flying they're like yeah Okay. And then I was like, I'd get so mad that these dream people didn't care. I was flying. So like, this is a big deal. This is really cool. Yeah. And then I like, yeah, I was just like so disappointed. They didn't care. And then sometimes when I woke up, I would like still have the feeling like I'd be able to fly if I really wanted to. Yeah. Cause it was just like, it, it just is like, yeah, it feels so real. And I, yeah. I remember doing it so often. I was just like, this is something I can do. Yeah. That's another, it's another reason to try it out is even just for trying the flying, like experientially, it's amazing. It feels like, it's like if you could fly around, um, sometimes it's a little bit different for me in that the, the scapes will be kind of different, but they're never, um, boring. Like one time it was almost like the, the sky was kind of like a Van Gogh painting a little bit, you know, and it wasn't like hyper realistic, but it was very beautiful and interesting mm. to fly through, wow. <laughs> you know, like it's still, still some kind of an experience. Location sure. is interesting in dreams. Yeah. And that's actually location is a great way to like become lucid. Yeah. If you have like the same location in your dream a lot and it's somewhere mm-hmm. you are like in your physical reality too. Yeah. Anytime you enter that space, you can see, you can check if you're dreaming. Oh, that's sharp. And then the kind of places. Yeah. And then when yeah. you're in that space in your dream, you're like, okay, am I dreaming? And then you check and you're like, yes, I am. Right. Or if there's an object you see a lot. Yeah. Um, like, or you could do like, yeah, like every time I see like a, a red jacket, I'm going to mm-hmm. do a dream check. Wow. And that can work. Cause then in your dream, you might see a red jacket. And you're like, let me see. Right. Or, yeah, or like you can even do if you really want to get into it. Mm-hmm. If you could like even do like a test week. Yeah. But like every time I walk through a doorway. Yeah. Which is a lot. Yeah. But like if you do that, you realize you walk through a lot of doorways. <laughs> <laughs> every time I walk through a doorway, I'm going to check. Yeah. And then in terms of doorways, 
um, if you're trying to in your dream, if you want to go somewhere, yeah. you can have like you can there's a closed door. You can like on the other side of this door is New York City. And then you open the door and then you can like kind of because for me, I can't I can't bit. teleport, just like close my eyes and like open them and I'm somewhere else. I've never been able to do that. Right. But I've been able to make objects appear in my dream mm-hmm. by being like, I know 100 percent under this chair is I think I was like maybe 16 when this happened uh-huh. the first time I did it I was like under this chair is a bong and I'm yeah. sure of it <laughs> and I was like in a movie theater in the dream and I looked under the, the chair and I was like there it is <laughs> whoa did you smoke out of the bong in your dream I don't remember yeah. so maybe yes then because I don't remember <laughs> does weed does, we need to do this experiment does weed have uh, memory reducing effects in, in, your, in dream. your dreams while you smoke it Somebody call NASA. We yeah. gotta get on it. We gotta know. People gotta know. It's important. It is important. How how's your relationship to openness been with all with this kind of stuff? Yeah, I think it's I I think especially when I was at this retreat, I found myself um it was like it was very involved and mm-hmm. it was all like, you know, you you live there and you study and it's um like all of this. So it's I found myself um like meeting it with a little bit of skepticism which right. i think is healthy i think healthy skepticism is okay i think that's yeah great. totally um and then i think it's like yeah it's a fine line of like believing everything you hear and then like saying absolutely everything is wrong that i hear and like i'm only gonna know what right. like i'm only gonna believe what's true yeah but i think just like leaving that door open of like i don't really know anything right and like what do we even know like we know so little about dreams in terms of like science and like right. and just like existence itself. So to say that something's completely impossible, I don't know if I could ever do. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. To say that you think you've seen the end of the weirdness is the wildest thing I've ever heard. Like right. they discover new creatures. There was a creature they discovered under the sea that's like miles and miles long and Whoa. like is, you know, glows in the dark and is like lightning strong jellyfish. There's all just kinds of like, you know, all the, just look in the deep sea and then you tell me like there's stuff that you know the you know the end of where right. that stops because there's it's it's crazy. Well, that there's there. an entire realm of science that's like goes to the unexplained. The quantum right. physics is like yeah, that's yeah. all like that's a realm of science of just like this stuff is fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's wild. Yeah, we looked into it. They're like, so you looked into it. What happened? All the other fields, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like, weird, we man. <laughs> like, it's just more questions. Under the questions are more questions. But in terms of um. In terms of out of bodies, yeah, and I don't or astral travel or um, Don likes to call it projection of consciousness and astral projection. There's so many different names for it, right? And then different names in different cultures. But um, in terms of that, I think the the main things because it's it's hard to for some people it can be really hard to to do it for the first time. Sometimes yeah. it happens naturally, yeah. Um, but kind of like the main thing you need is like you have to believe it's uh, like even possible and you have to want it. And if you have right. those things and then, and then you have to practice, like you have to try. Right. And with those things, you will absolutely be able to have one at some point because everyone right. is capable of doing it. Right. It's not like you either can or you can't. And I read this book once of um, this woman who like was really interested in it and she wanted to do it so bad and she couldn't do it for two years. And wow. she practiced like almost every night. Yeah. And then she did it two years later and then she like did a lot and then she wrote a book about it. Wow. I'm sorry. I don't remember her name, but, um, no, that's amazing though. But, but, yeah. to, but to say, don't, don't get discouraged. Right. And it's hard it's not, not to, up. but yeah, like yeah. that's the case for some people. And then some people like 
just don't like um don't even try and it happens to them and i think that's it can go both ways yeah completely yeah yeah i feel that for sure that's really interesting i think the same thing is said for lucid dreaming too and yeah i don't think it's as difficult i think it's a lot more accessible right um and but i think i I don't know i think that can be said for a lot of things in life of yeah, if believing you is possible, believe wanting is possible. to and practice is, yeah. is most things. Yeah, totally. I would say so. And then outside of that, it's it's external factors lining up, which, right. which is an element of these things as well. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Is there's there's patterns to it for sure um, of some kind. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there's patterns to it. I, I have very little experience <laughs> with it. Um, can uh, can you kind of walk us through how to play with um, astral travel? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess... It's like it starts with when you um, or this is I just want to preempt this and say like this is what I know of it. And there's so much more out there. And can you tell us the whole astral world? Can you sum it up and (laughs) put put clear definitions Mm -hmm. on all of it? What it is you're I know you're in charge there. So why? What are the rules? My rules. Okay. this is the only (laughs) reality and the only truth out there. Uh (laughs) Okay, so Olivia is the one in the light. Mm -hmm. And if you're not worshiping, uh, get out. Out, out of yeah, here. Get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, so what I know mm-hmm. and um so I guess the first the first experience I ever had was mm-hmm. it happened naturally. Yeah. And it was really scary. Right. Um, but I had read about it before and so I mm-hmm. I knew that it was like a thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to induce ones, there's natural um ones and then there's induced out of body experiences or astral travel. Cool. Um or I I think, you know, from here on I'll call them OBEs cuz that's a little OBEs? Yeah, out of body experience. Okay. Um but yeah, so uh like as you're trying to fall asleep, mm-hmm. you are cognizant of your body and mm-hmm. like aware of it and then um you set the intention of tonight I'm going to go out of body. And right. also this is really hard if you if you don't have practice, if you haven't had experience lucid dreaming, it's going to be a lot more difficult and I want right. to say like if this excites you maybe and you've never had any of these types of experiences start with lucid dreaming and then in that case go to bed with the intention of having a lucid dream right um and that's a really good place to start of setting intentions before you go to sleep for the time when you're asleep right because um i think jumping right into out of body is can be it's like uh it's like missing a couple steps yeah like leaping over um you know some things but um also it doesn't hurt to try it right it would never hurt to try so yeah yeah totally but yeah, so yeah, one of the one of the guys in our class would write down every night. He'd write down uh, to my, my first my first lucid dream about the dream he was going to write down <laughs> the next day. And he didn't have a lucid dream for a while, but eventually he did. Right. After after doing that, setting that intention of, mm-hmm. of, of going tomorrow night or tomorrow morning, I'm going to be writing down my very first lucid dream. Right. And you can even take that approach. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll be I'll be trying to fall asleep or try uh, laying in bed. I always lay on my back because to leave your body or for, to have your astral body be comfortable leaving your physical body, yeah. you need to be comfortable. So if I, you're like arms are really folded or like you have, um, you know, you're on your side, then it's like, you're not going to be very comfortable to leave your body. Mm-hmm. Um, also that has to do with like blankets and clothes. Like if you're all tangled up in a blanket, it's going to be a lot more difficult. So comfort is actually really important. Right. Um, and I like to have, um, yeah, be on my back and have my hands by my sides. So there's not like extra weight from my body, from my from my arms. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, close my eyes. And then I like really, it's kind of like do a lot of breathing to relax my body. 
and start from my toes and then relax my body all the way up. And this process can take like a really relaxing your body can take anywhere from, um, I don't know, like 10 minutes to like an, an hour or something. Right. Um, and what, it doesn't, what is the breathing like? I, um, I mean, there's many different things you can do, but if you do like eight breaths or eight counts in mm-hmm. hold for four, um, eight counts out hold for four, that's like a breathing pattern that could, is like really, um, it kind of makes you really tired. And if you do that, like you don't want to do that right when you wake up to like start the day because you're going to get right. tired from that. Right. Um, but um, yeah, so yeah, we get really, so the whole point of this kind of like exercise to get your body tired is yeah. like you're letting your physical body fall asleep and then you're keeping your mind awake Mm-hmm. but still calm because if you're thinking about your day and what you're doing and and like um you know if you're like thinking all these things then you're right. still fully awake right but it's kind of like letting your mind almost slide in to sleep or like your like your mind is still awake and your body's asleep and at that point when you like let's say you've reached the point where your body's asleep yeah and that usually feels like it's very tingly you start to feel those tingles and then um, for me and for a lot of people, it starts to feel like it's vibrating right? and like buzzing. And it feels like, like I remember a couple of times it's felt like this where it's like, almost feels like it's like physically vibrating. Like the whole bed is like, and it's like, you can feel it. Yeah. And then some people hear like a really high pitched, like sound. Um, others don't, I've heard music as well at that point. Whoa. And then what music have you heard? I, it's not like, it's just like, it sounded like there was music playing. Cool. And like I heard the music playing. Wow. But it, um, yeah, yeah. But they, I don't know what it was. That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. But then, um, at that point, it's like, um, the next step is to to try and leave your body. Yeah. And this is the point where you can either imagine a place and try and and try and like travel to there, like kind of through that telescope. Mm-hmm. And that's one I've never tried before, but I know that's a method. Wow, that's um, cool. Because I really enjoy the feeling of like exiting my body i think it's oh, absolutely insane right it'll be like it's like I, i'll slowly sit up or mm-hmm. um this is mostly when it happens on its own right is like i'm like okay like i can't sleep or something and i go to sit up yeah and then i'm like like go to like do something and then i yeah. like, then later like open my eyes and i had never moved but i thought i had right right um and that is like, and I, and I had never fallen asleep or like started dreaming, but I had like gotten up and then realized that I, so that's like a, like a more maybe casual one where I was like, I right. like had left my body, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's the thing. But in terms of methods, once you've reached that really calm, mm-hmm. um, body state, there's different, a very common one is like the rope method of imagining a rope above you yeah, and then imagining your hand reaching up to grab that rope and pull yourself out of your body. Yeah. Um, the one that works best for me is like imagining my hand in, in very extreme detail and yeah. then what it's like to like move my pinky and then oh. move like the rest of my hand and kind of like lift it. And then the, this is like the really tricky point because yeah. you feel like you're like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And then you move your pinky and yeah. then you're like, fuck, that was my physical pinky. Right, and then you move, right. And then all of that work you did it, you're you have to start over because then you're awake again a little bit yeah because then your body, once you move your physical body yeah i found that swallowing doesn't count for moving your physical body <laughs> and like 
clearing my throat if I need to. Sure. But if I have like an itch, yeah. if you have an itch yeah. when you're trying to do this yeah. and you itch it, just know that you're going to have to start over. So I'm like, I try and get like so comfortable. And then right. if I have like an itch in the first three minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm going to itch that and I'll start over. Because you don't want yeah, to, yeah, you don't want to have it hanging on you. Right. Yeah. And then most of the time that I, like I would say 95% of the time I do this, because I do this pretty much every night. Right. Is just to be like, I'm like, just in case I can't have one tonight. Yeah. You know, um, most of the time I do, I'm like, okay, it's not happening tonight. And then I roll over and I go to sleep. Yeah. If I can, if I'm like, you know, tired enough, but, um, yeah. Yeah. What's an interesting thing to play with too, as you're falling asleep is, mm-hmm. is something I've been doing sometimes is just experimenting if I have the time, cause it can keep you up too, this yeah, kind of thing. But, um, but experimenting with, um, trying to stay awake in that, in that body falling asleep place, which, mm-hmm. which I found success in a couple times. The, I, an interesting thing to, to know about that we learned about in our, our class in mm-hmm. Don's class at, um, at Evergreen, um, was the, um, there are different meditators, um, some like TM meditators that are like under the Maharishi and and What's TM? and him. TM is transcendental meditation. Okay. So it's this kind of mantra meditation. It's it's like David Lynch like promotes it and stuff. It's very popular, um, and it has a lot of a lot of beautiful qualities. Um, but but in doing that meditation practice, that they have unbroken consciousness is what mm. they they claim is that they they yeah. never are not aware. So as yes, they fall asleep, exactly. they, they maintain unbroken awareness and then remain aware into their dreams. So they don't become lucid in their dreams, but rather they remain lucid yeah. from their day through their dreams. And I guess back around the horn, wow. which, yeah, which it seems wild. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I've, I've definitely at least taken that a little bit into sleep. And I think once kind of started in a dream state lucid mm-hmm. from falling under under that under that kind of zone and so it can just be a, a wild thing to think about of like i'm gonna let myself fall asleep but i'm gonna kind of stay here yeah in some in some capacity yeah um yeah just as something to play with is fun it's so fun yeah to like see and you can like catch yourself like as i'm doing this see like start to see the images of a dream start to like form right and then being like or like drifting off into like some sort of plot and then being like oh no like bring myself back but right. not like bring myself back into like alertness but just kind of like and like, what's the intention is like, I'm like almost like a blank mind yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then once you leave your body, if you get to that point, first of all, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> you, out of I mean, a great thing to do if you want to, it, it can be a little bit freaky is to, is to look at your body. Right. Um, yeah. What is that like? I actually... I thought that I did when I had this experience, the first out of body experience I had, mm-hmm. this is maybe going to come to a shock for you. Yeah. And I want to apologize in advance, huh? but, um, so it happened when I was like, maybe like six, 15, 16, maybe 16. Yeah. I had my first out of body and I was telling people about it and mm. people didn't believe me too much. Right. And so I found people did believe me when I, and it was the experience was I had left my, I had like fallen out of my body off of my bed through my floor. Whoa. And I was falling through the floor. Whoa. And then at that point in the story of the experience, which didn't actually happen, I say I looked up and I saw my body laying on the bed uh-huh. and that part didn't happen. Right. I didn't see my body, but I thought the only valid way that I could have explained my out of body was to say that I saw my body to confirm the to confirm experience that it was true. in some way, even right. though like physically I, I knew I was fall- like, I, it was like, imagine right. falling off your bed and you're like, fuck, I'm falling. And then I couldn't yeah. move. Cause at that point I also had sleep paralysis. Right. Um, so it was like when I was explaining to people, it was like, 
I didn't feel valid unless I said that I saw my body. Right. And then I had told it so many times since. Yeah. That in my head, the story was that I saw my body. Right. But when you I really think about it. You have it, some version of like, yeah. of what it looks like in that image. Exactly. But it's more imaginary. Right. Probably. Yeah. And, and in reality, I, I don't, I haven't seen, I've seen my body in the sense where I was like about to leave my body. Right. And then I look down and I see like, like my physical body laying there. Yeah. But I'm like not awake. Right. Where it's like my like astral eyes are seeing my, my body and then I like get up out of it, but I don't turn around and look at it. But like I've seen my body like laying there and then yeah. I like get up. If that makes sense. I don't know if I followed it actually, to be honest. So you see your body laying or so. So, so, so I'm like inside of my body still. Yes. Okay. So and I look down your body. and I can like see my body. Yes. Like as if your like eyes are open, you're looking at your body. Yeah. And then like I get up, but I don't. I'm not like looking back at my body as I get up. Right, but it is there. But it's in... like my eyes aren't physically open, but like I can see my body as I'm inside of it and my body's asleep. But right. I don't, not from like a third person point of view, like as if it's like a first person point of view. Right, right. Yeah. But then you do, f you feel yourself exit that body that you did yeah, examine. And, I see yeah, what you're just saying. Like, yeah, like I'm standing up out of bed. Yeah, yeah. I've had, yeah. I've had the same sort of, because because we've talked about it a little bit, I think I've tiptoed into this a little mm -hmm. bit, but not really anything that I'm confident calling, you know, an out of body experience for for certain. Mm -hmm. But I've definitely came out of my body, and I've never looked back. But I, it didn't feel like because at the time that that doesn't feel like it doesn't um, feel important. Important, yeah, no. exactly, yeah. It feels like, and it doesn't feel easy either mm -hmm. necessarily. A lot, yeah, a lot of the time when you leave, it's like. So I guess what I'm what I was saying is you've exited your body yeah. or like you're you know you're outside of your body mm -hmm. and then you want to get as far away from it as you can i'm pretty close on right. because it's like your physical body has like a magnetic pole mm -hmm. and a lot of the time when i've like left my body it feels like um like gloopy almost like oh um, like i can't like i don't have like full movement or i'm right. like feeling really slow mm -hmm. or i can't see very well interesting um and the further away you get, the easier it becomes. Right. Yeah, because you like inherently want to be inside of your body, which I think makes sense. Right. There's some yeah. reason those two were <laughs> attached originally, perhaps. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Uh, why don't we take a quick breather and mm -hmm. we'll be right back. I'm going to do a little pee break. Sure. And we'll get back into it a little bit. Sweet little Sprite. Mm -hmm. Sprite Kitten. Sprite. Sponsored by Sprite. Sponsored by Sp oh, Sprite. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Sprite. Come on. I used to, that song, uh, <laughs> Time of the Season. I used to be able to listen to that song. It's a nice song. It's very cool. Time of the Season? Yeah, it's like where they're like, dun, 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 you know what I mean? And then uh -huh. there's like a Sprite ad with that in it, and it, oh. just, it just wrecked it for me, really. You know? You ever have that an ad just take a song? Yeah. Or take a song from you? It does. Well. Yeah. Well, on that note, no, I don't have anything on that note at all. Um, <laughs> there's nothing on that note. <laughs> there's nothing on that note to be had. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we just we just got into uh, out-of-body experiences and astral travel. Yeah, and kind of we touched some, on it a bit. Tips. We touched on it. There's a lot of pointers in here 
Another thing I would say too is is take one that sticks with you and, and do that one over yeah. and over and over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Can be a really good thought. And even with all of this, if it's like, no, that's not really interesting to me. That's yeah. not really like whatever like touches your your inkling of interest, that's what you follow. Yeah. Because that's totally. what's gonna be the easiest to do is the thing that excites you the most. Exactly. And if you if you like I don't wouldn't even call it failing, but if you like can't do it the first time or you get close and then like yeah. sometimes I'll be like I'll feel that vibration. I'll feel that buzzing. I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. I'll get so excited. I'll just fully yeah. wake up. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That I have that a lot. All the time. Yeah. Get yeah. yeah. so, I, with a lucid dream, if I've been good about my dream checks, it can mm-hmm. be harder to fall asleep because I'm excited. I'm so, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a lucid dream. Here we go. Yeah. I get like giddy about it. I've got, I would love to talk some about your art and, and sure. kind of, you had mentioned perhaps putting together like a book of like kind of, or you think it's it's all in the realm of dreams then and 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 out of body experiences? Yeah, like um so I have like all these experiences from my life and from yeah. different teachings from like class and from retreat and from traveling. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I realize like it's all in my mind. And when I talk about this, it's like I'm I'm so happy that I have all this information and the only yeah. place all of this collective information from my experiences yeah. exists is in my mind. Yeah. And so it'd be really <laughs> re- cool, yeah. like just even for myself to be like, like, how much do I know? Yeah. Like, how much do I know? And what does it look like when it's all out there? Completely. I have, yeah. I have a very similar, uh, even with this project that you're listening to right now, mm-hmm. uh, I would even not necessarily say no, that I know a lot of the things I talk about, but there's a lot of things that I think I, I, I ideas that I find very opening mm. to that I would like to communicate, but I don't necessarily have, um, my favorite way to communicate them is conversationally. Right. And to like talk about this stuff and to also have other people's stuff mixed in with it because like just me going off on my manifesto can be interesting, but it's definitely <laughs> going to have, you know, yeah. the biases of my life, like very thoroughly in there. And so, right. yeah, this, this, this for me perhaps is a similar thing of, uh, of how could I, how could I share some of this stuff? Cause I do feel like I love it and I want to know about it, right. but um, but it's hard to necessarily structure that. So, exactly. so yeah, t- tell me more about what you're thinking with that. That's, yeah, just that's kind so of cool. like my general idea is kind of like almost like a workbook, art book, mm-hmm. um, and like information of like the things I've been talking about, like techniques that I know, and then writing like dreams that I've had, yeah, and then maybe like illustrating some of those dreams or like um. I would love to have like empty pages for like people to have their own practices. Yeah. Or there's like one practice that uh, is like how to develop your astral eyes. And that's like, yeah, it would be like a, like a, just like different techniques and fun, like an interactive dream art book. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I love the thought of that combination of those things too, as well as I think sometimes like so so a i think it's so great to have the practices in the book and mm-hmm. to kind of have a that you can kind of work along with with what you're reading about because a lot of these things those worlds kind of exist separately right there's like advice of how to do it and then there's uh information about it and inspirational mm-hmm. stuff and to get that like a little closer sounds really cool i also i love the thought too of like really seeing the like side by side of like here's a like maybe a dream that i had that's really interesting a lucid dream in like Mm -hmm. a dream entry format here's the blank format of the same thing now you do what i did and and it gives that almost like perhaps feeling of like legitimacy to somebody that can be hard to feel in um in anything i think but especially in abstract stuff it can be hard to feel like like i can flip through a book on like lucid dreaming or something Mm -hmm. like that or uh or energy healing or anything like that and i can be like 
oh, these people know about this stuff, but I don't know how to do right. this stuff. It's like way, way above me. But to see that they're like, no, I did this concrete step here. Now you're doing it. Look yeah. at it. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, and I'd love for it to be one of those things where you can like jump around like, oh, look at this part. Like, that's a cool yeah. picture. Like, what is this page about? And it's yeah. like almost like word art and kind of like playing with not like the idea of instead of like um like chapter one please lay down <laughs> and be comfortable but just yeah. kind of like this is this is a way that works for me and you could mm -hmm. give it a shot and then what happened for you write it down here when yeah. you yeah or like something like that do you have the thought for any of it to be um autobiographical <laughs> <laughs> autobiographical like in the way like what do you mean like to have stories from your life um based around your experiences or yeah for, yeah yeah, cool. definitely. It just kind of like, I even like when I think about it, kind of where it started is just kind of like, what's a book of like all the experiences and everything I know about it yeah. in one place. And that'd be really interesting. Right. And then, um, and then like, maybe that is helpful for other people. Right. And then kind of like, okay, if other people would be interested in this, then like a place for them to have, write Some of their own ideas. And then also I love art and then kind of like, I've been wanting to do more consciousness related art and kind of like that would yeah. be a really interesting place to have that as well. And yeah. kind of like a more of like a collection of experiences and ideas um, type of type of deal. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That sounds that sounds like a really beautiful um, project to get into. Um, have you done art that you felt like is connected with your dreams? I mean, not specifically illustrating the dreams themselves, mm -hmm. which I think would be really interesting. I've had... I've been lucid in a dream before and tried to like do a painting. Wow. Um, in the dream? In the dream. What was that like? And I like, I remember going in with that intention and mm -hmm. then being like, okay, I'm going to set up this canvas. And then I just, I don't remember anything else from it. <laughs> <laughs> well. But I think it could be really interesting to be like, to create art in the dream and then try and recreate it in yeah. physicality. That could be fascinating. I think it could be. Yeah. Um, because it's almost like so there's some belief too that we might be creating the dream ourselves yeah. in a way too. So yeah, the art, whatever's in there. Could well, be. actually, I have tried to paint one dream before. Yeah. And it um it didn't translate at all. Right. But um, I think the art that I've done with it is kind of like is I think most of the art I've done with dream stuff is like out of body art of just kind of like a figure leaving mm -hmm. the body is is really like an interesting um like graphic to me and yeah um. Yeah. Has that, um, leaving your body, has that changed your, um, perspective on like the, the waking physical reality, the reality around you and like, and your relationship to, to being in your body? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it really can't like put it into concrete, the idea that like life doesn't end with the body because I've, right. I've been outside of my body and been just as much me. So I know yeah. like when my physical body dies, there's going to be like, I'm not, some, dead myself right that's really interesting is there a part of you that feels do you feel different in that state is there some part of you that feels um missing i mean i guess like <laughs> perhaps <laughs> your your physical body but i mean in in your in your perception is there some like yeah is there is there a notable difference in your mind no it feels just as much like i'm me as i am now right like it feels like like it feels just as real like as as anything yeah and kind of like that's beautiful. Like it's like it's just like happening or like I'm doing it and then it's like Yeah. This is yeah, it's just like it's it's a wild thing to be like I don't know, like I, I know that I'm out outside of my body and I'm completely me. 
Yeah. And that is, um, yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. I have been uh, recently listening to uh, the song Lazarus by David Bowie mm-hmm. from his his last album, which is the album Black Star. And it came out uh, two days before he died. And the whole time when he recorded it, he had cancer and knew that he was dying. Wow. And in this song Lazarus, he kind of goes into what to me felt like it's like very much like a reincarnation place mm. of he kind of at first he's like is describing like heaven as a place where like your scars can't be seen, you know, <laughs> and then he's like, everybody knows me now. And it's kind of feels like a sarcastic line of like, what would that even be is this place where you're there without challenge or, or your shadow or something or, or mm. anything negative about you, you know? Yeah, I love that. And then it gets into, yeah, like this way or no way, you know, like this is the place to be here, <laughs> here on the earth or whatever, you know? And like, and, and there's a lot of stuff about, I, I think that whole question is, is a fascinating one is what happens after the end of our lives. Maybe some people think that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone's talked about that before. Um, <laughs> Who knows? I think this is the knows? first time anyone's probably ever brought it up yeah. in the history. Are we creating this idea? I think so. We should get some some big buildings and uh-huh. some funny hats and really make a whole thing out of this. Um, no, no. Uh, but 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 uh, no, the hats are cool. I like the hats. Um, but the, um, but the end of your life. Yeah. Like, uh, in reincarnation being that there's just a general thought too, of like, we see in, in all things, we see cycles and, and, and back and forth and the tides go in and they go out and the sun rises and it sets and it mm-hmm. rises and sets and, and we see life birth out of death all the time. Another good thing to start thinking about for me is that everything you eat is dead or dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's giving you life, you know, in a very right. practical way all the time. Oh, that's so that interesting. That death is feeding you. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, you can be a vegan, but you're mm-hmm. still eating dead things. Yeah. Dead beings that were once alive. And so, so there's, there's some. Well, not grains. The grains, grains I think. Grains, are they dead? Yeah. Yeah, they're plants. Dead mm. parts of plants. Maybe they're like, uh, they had cells though, you know. Yeah. Chomp them up. You know, they're, they're living <laughs> things. I think, I mean, you could eat things that we don't consider living, like rocks and stuff. But I don't think you get very much. I mean, that's usually much. what I eat. You eat a lot, a lot of rocks. A lot of rock. I mean, that's actually step number one. Did I not mention that? Oh, that's step number one right. in out in, of bodies. Out of you need to have a tummy full of rocks. Well, because otherwise your body is too light, and it'll yeah. You gotta of, weigh yourself down. You. You Think weigh of like down. water. If right. you want to be at the bottom of the ocean, uh-huh. and then you f- just float up. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So so get out there, eat some rocks. Eat some rocks, um, please. Um, this podcast is brought to you by gravel food, gravel food, try it out, come and get your gravel food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yum, yum, yum. So we got, um, we got that in. That's good. Good. That's really I was good. Scared we would miss that. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Also me also. Um, I guess as we kind of find find ourselves in, in perhaps kind of an endy place mm-hmm. for this time, this has been so much fun. So much fun. Thank you and so much for having me. Of course. I definitely want to have you back on <laughs> again to talk more about this stuff. Um, but could we talk about maybe um, what uh, some, well, I actually have two things. So sure. two things. One is I wanted to talk about what are some of the benefits of these things that you've seen uh, mm-hmm. in your life like and in a big summation way kind of sure or just just what do you find what what is it good for you know yeah. like what are what are, what is astral travel good for what is um lucid dreaming good for you know big questions but but yeah what's, yeah. what's been exciting you about those i think just the idea of like getting to know yourself and peeking into your subconscious right there's so much there and i think just like accessing different parts of 
of the of like the universe mm-hmm. and that there's so much more out there and like expanding like your mind of what could be real and what's not yeah and like i think just that like experience alone of being outside of my body is like this is like i don't know so much and there's so right. much out there and it's so exciting yeah and like i think it's like i don't know it's like um it's like a it's like a safe haven it can be yeah uh, like somewhere to go um i guess i can also get into a dangerous place because you want to be happy in in right. the physical reality too yeah um not like because escapism isn't isn't good sure um sure but Anything, i think it's yeah, just kind of, yeah yeah i've escaped <laughs> but um yeah there's just so much like inside of there's just like it's it's endless like just as many possibilities as there are when you're awake like you can go anywhere in the world like yeah think about that but you can go anywhere in your mind you can go anywhere in time you can go to your right. past lives to the future you can ask questions of like of people who have passed of your higher self of your inner child you can like there's just so much there and yeah. so much is accessible where even if like those things don't maybe feel like they're possible to you right now because yeah. of certain beliefs which is fine that's that's okay then even just alone of like the experience of flying is like yeah. i think it's something everyone should be able to experience and should or not even should but like could have the opportunity to to have in their life and yeah um totally yeah, it's, just, it's life expanding and i think it's a beautiful thing and um it really shows like like everyone has dreams yeah and dreams impact people and when we pay attention to them i think it can really open this door of connection too of like yeah hey you had a dream last night what was that or like you've dreamed at some point of your life what's one of your favorite dreams or like you had a scary dream and that impacted you and yeah and some dreams can be really impactful and yeah and like it's just a beautiful point of connection and um because we're all doing it yeah that's (laughs) that's another huge point of advice um even yeah, connected to all this stuff, but talk to people about yeah. your dreams and talk to them about your dreams. This myth that people's dreams are boring, but that like talking about the weather or like, you know, like, <laughs> like the news or whatever, like is not boring. Yeah. Like so many things are boring in life. Like, you know, yeah. things can be, I mean, I think anything could be interesting arguably too, but, but plenty of things that we tolerate are far more boring than the people's dreams. Mm-hmm. People's dreams are wild and, and have a lot in them and have very silly things and very, it, it's a beautiful place to talk. It's, I would rather talk to someone about their dreams than their day sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I also want to talk about their day. <laughs> um, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much. It's an yeah. extra sharing so much like passion about that. Cause it is, it's such a cool thing. <laughs> That it does feel like there's just so much opportunity to to be explored in those zones. Endless, endless, endless. And then uh, to kind of wrap up, I was curious sure. if you could describe either a, like a recent time that you enjoyed, uh, either like a lucid dream or uh, some astral travel, or maybe one of your favorites. If there's like a really good one that that comes to mind. I think my one of my favorite lucid dreams mm-hmm. was um, it was actually the dream where I was chasing that girl and then I was like flying by these windows of the dorms at school and then mm-hmm. I saw my reflection and I was my friend and I was wearing a construction hat okay and I was like that's not me I'm dreaming and then so that I, can, I was like I can chase this girl better and then I snapped out of that I was like I can do anything I want right um, and then I started to like lose my lucidity again. And then I saw my friend um, mm-hmm. and she works for the school and the uniform for the school that you is green, but her uniform was orange. Oh, And I was like, that's not right. And right. so then I was like, okay, I'm definitely dreaming. And so I, I um, 
look up at the sky mm-hmm. and I say, okay, dream, tell me something I need to know. Right. And cause that was kind of like something I had on the backboard. If I'm lucid, that's something I'm going to ask. I'm going to look up and say, tell me something I need to know. Mm-hmm. And then this big booming voice is like, okay, what you need to know is and I'm like, okay. And then it starts talking really fast and it's telling mm-hmm. me all these things. And I'm like, uh, okay, like slow down. And then it's still talking. And it's like, he's, and then he's like, uh, it was like a male booming voice. I was like, okay, there's five things you need to know. And I was like, wait, 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 slow down. And then I'm starting to wake up out of my dream mm-hmm. and I get my journal and the voice is still going. Right. And I get my pen and I'm writing down what he's saying so fast. I'm like, slow down, slow down. And like, the five yeah. things you need to know. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, slow down. And I'm like writing it down and writing it down. I'm like, mm-hmm. slow down. I can't, like, I can't follow. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then I wake up. I was never writing in my journal. I like, right. and I thought I, I reached for my journal to write this dream, and I was like, I thought I already wrote something. I didn't. It was that was part of the right. dream. The false awakening. The false awakening. Yeah. yeah. And then, and that was the dream. And mm-hmm. then later that day, I was telling someone about it. Yeah. And I was explaining this dream to them. And in the middle of me telling them the dream, I was like, and he was saying, "Slow down!" And I was saying, "Slow down, slow down!" And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's what it was. The message was to slow down." Right. That's so, fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> the dream itself was like, okay, here's the answer. It was like, yeah. I found my own answer like in responding to whatever, right. and maybe the voice was saying something that was good and I like wasn't ready for it or something. And sure. the real message that I needed at that moment was to slow down. Yeah. And I realized in life I was like really, I was going really fast and I wasn't really being present in my life. And I did, right. I needed to slow down. Yeah. And so that was like a really like really powerful lucid dream I've had. That's really beautiful. I th- I think that's another cue too for with um, messages is is that if it doesn't seem apparent to you, that's okay. And perhaps perhaps the thought that you have about it could mm-hmm. be a more important message or something like that. And right. just that those the messages can be can be perhaps hidden in, in whatever way whatever way you notice. Yeah. So so yeah, if there's something that that sticks out in your perception, like there's perhaps a reason for for that too. Why you notice that so yeah. much. That's that's so wild though. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That's so beautiful. Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, well cool. Thank you so much for yeah, coming. Thank uh, where you. can people find you? <laughs> uh I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. at Olivia Fridas. Um yeah. Olivia F R I E D E S. Um there's not I don't know, there's not the most uh dream related content on there. It's just kind sure. of a personal thing, but um yeah. I'll let you know when I'm uh releasing that book in a couple of years yeah 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 definitely fantastic thanks so much yeah thank you olivia